So we can explore an idea that when it comes to our uh, identity, there's, we, we can think of it maybe as, as concentric circles. There's an innermost kind of circle, which is the most real thing to us. And then around that are many different things. And then as the pressure goes up, we kind of, the, the cookie crumbles toward that center. What does that mean? So, <laughs> um, so let's say that uh, we, we're talking to uh, a salesperson. A salesperson calls us on the phone and says, hey, how's it going, Mr. or Miss so-and-so? I really thought that you'd be interested in this product today, yada, yada. Right? So we see on the face of it, there is the, 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 the interest. Uh, the, the salesperson is trying to put forth the impression that his or her interest is our interest, what, uh, what we want, a good or service. He or she is interested in our uh, well-being and how much we're paying for uh, gas and, uh, and electric and the phone bill and maybe wants to offer us a deal and so forth and so on. But obviously, is that the innermost concentric circle kind of a, of the salesperson's interest? No. So we collapse that. We say we shouldn't obviously be rude, but let's say we're a little bit rude. And let's say the salesperson isn't very trained. They're new on the job. They don't know how to deal with rejection. So what do they do right, potentially right away? They say, what did you say to me? Screw you. Yeah, I, I don't even need your money. I'm, I'm just out here trying to make some money. Yeah, yeah. So we see right away that that outer circle collapses. Obviously, well-trained salespeople, they're going to say, please and thank you. Do you have anybody recommend me? Blah, blah, blah. But let's say not. So it collapses. So then we're left with that that. that more so legit circle of uh, the interest of making money. But then let's say the, that circle collapses also. There's, goodness forbid, the salesperson might have a, a life-threatening disease and all of a sudden money doesn't matter. All of a sudden money making uh, the, the sale, meeting the sales quota. Are you kidding me? I couldn't care less about any of that. I want to live. I want to survive. So we see there was something even more real to, to the salesperson. And uh, what about when we think maybe that's the most real thing, but not necessarily because then we could say, uh, here we, we, want to, <laughs> we don't want to get too, uh, too real, do we? But uh, we can s- say to the salesperson, uh, maybe you need to go and, uh, no, we need. <laughs> somebody in a movie, right? A bad guy or girl can go to somebody else and say, either we kill you or you go and goodness forbid, you know, kill your children. Or something like this. So here we see that there's something even more important that sometimes than our life, the lives of our family members, maybe the good of our country, uh, and uh, certain values we have, certain things we believe in, and so forth and so on. So the idea is, you get the point, we can kind of keep narrowing in on what is the most real to us. What is it that, that's even more important than life to us? So to answer that question, there's, there's a couple of angles here that come to mind. One is that on a certain, on an experiential, practical level, it would seem that what's most real to us is our basic pride and is our basic self-esteem needs, meaning what it really comes down to is that, 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 that uh, our most essential need to feel like we're worth something, like we're not completely evil and bad and, and nothing and, and nobody and all of this. And, and evidence for this, we see that there's been innumerable people, historical cases recorded of people taking their own life in, in favor of uh, what they believed. And we see because it wasn't only from concerning one aspect of belief, it couldn't have been that belief in its own self that compelled the people to take their own life. It must have been the person's or the people's relationship to uh, the, the given beliefs. And what was that relationship? 
right? It was presumably one which uh, these, these beliefs gave people a sense of dignity, a sense of purpose, a sense of point, a sense of uh, being somebody, a sense of self-esteem, a sense of pride, um, uh, and all of that. So consequently, rather than give that up, uh, we, we say that people have been known extensively to give up their life. And indeed, we say further evidence for, for that interpretation is that for be, behind all the chit-chat and, and we say, you know, I love you to our family and our friends and our society and our community and I care about my job and this and that. But we say quite frequently that if, let's say, we really, really love our family, we really love our children, but then our children cross us and they really offend our pride, they really do something uh, which which makes us feel bad, we see that it's not so uncommon that we then shun the children, that we say, forget about you, I don't want to talk to you. And there are innumerable cases of parents that do not talk to their children, hopefully adult children, but we can't rule anything out. Uh, why? Because of some kind of uh, insult to, to pride. Uh, most recently, I remember a fellow telling me that uh, he doesn't talk to his daughter. Why? Because one time she she said something mean, and then she didn't respond, and that's it. Now I blocked her. Uh, she can't access me. I don't want to hear anything from her. What what if she dies? Too bad. I don't care. Right? And yet, sometime before that, I love you, baby. Like you're my you're my sweetheart. I love right. Yeah. So we see the same thing with obviously even more common, unfortunately, with that with spouses. Right? That uh, it can be 10, 20, 30, 40 years of I love you. What can I do for you? Yada yada. But then let's say the spouse gets a bit uh, kind of uh, crosses somebody's. Uh, loyalties and in one second and in a split second it's i hate you get out of my life and that's assuming i haven't tried to kill you right because that also happens so we see it couldn't have been that the really innermost thing was the well-being and the love and the connection with our child or our spouse it must have been then our sense of pride our sense of self-esteem and the same thing needless to say goes for our work it goes for our affiliations. It goes for our friendships. It goes for, for basically everything. We see that it all collapses. It all comes down to those self-esteem needs. Yeah, we could have been friends for a long time, but now you did something to cross me. Now you were friendly with an enemy of mine. I hate you. Get out of here. Yeah, I could have worked for this company for a long time. I could have made so much money for them. They could have done so much for me and, and all of this, but now I wasn't treated fairly. I wasn't promoted when I should have been promoted. So, goodbye. I hate you. I'm going to work for your competitor. Right? It's the same thing even, on, which is, goodness forbid, for, for uh, nations. Yeah, this is my nation. I love you. You're my country, this and that. But then we feel the enemy is uh, offering uh, some kind of sum of money or, or offers us some more respect. Something like this would become a Benedict Arnold. And goodness forbid, of course, betray our nation and go to another nation. We see this all the time uh, as well. Obviously, not with everybody, with its people to whom it applies. But nonetheless... So we see that uh, uh, on this, again, experiential, practical level, it does seem to be that the innermost thing is, is our self-esteem, is our pride. But it doesn't answer, it's not the whole picture, because then we could just ask, what is the real reality to our self-esteem and our pride? What is that really all about? How does it make sense that we're a little tiny baby? We don't know or care about much beyond or anything really beyond that. The basics, food, drinking, warmth, uh, stuff like that. Contact uh, with, uh, with somebody else. And then, all of a sudden, we have these uh, complicated psychological needs and pride and self-esteem and, and all of this. What's really the, the kind of the, the gist of it? What's really going on? So here we might say that the um, way to think about it is, is that you and I are everything that there is to our own self. 
anything and everything which we maintain exists comes across to us. It, perhaps it's something we see, if we have sight, or something we hear, if we can hear, something we smell, if we have smell, something we touch, something we taste. Perhaps it's some thoughts, perhaps it's some conceptions of something, perhaps it's a notion of, of history or of time and space, perhaps it's a, a, a concept of another person and the idea of a relationship with that other person. It, it could be anything at all, but it does all come across to us if we have we're going under for surgery. We get anesthesia. Is there anything else remaining at all of what there was, no matter how real we thought it was? Let's say no. Right? It all disappears when we go to bed at night. It's replaced by, if we dream and we remember the dreams, all of it is replaced by completely different universes, generally, unless we dream of uh, stuff from real life. So we see that it really is not, not an exaggeration to say that you and I are the center of existence and and we would say of our own existence but again really we have nothing at all beyond ourself I mean, that, that's as a matter of, of, of experiential fact anything we can again we can look under a microscope we can look through a telescope we can be very uh, scientific and read out different equations and different theories but again it's everything simply coming to us something we see something we think and all of that what something is in itself any postulated relation of anything that might be in itself to us is very is very difficult unresolved question in philosophy and science and it's n- n- nothing that we want to dismiss with a simple statement but clearly we're not that uh, that's not what we're thinking <laughs> practically speaking right there's the in itself and, and exists aside from me it's not no so anything and everything that that exists it, it does exist for us and we do we are all of existence we again we want to say to ourselves we can't say we here so really I can, I can just say that you are all of existence. That's really all I can say. Uh, and uh, it would seem to be true for, for me as well. So consequently, we see how it's the most bizarre and uh, untenable thing to find the, 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 these kinds of uh, suppositions, these kinds of propositions that really, I'm really nothing. I'm really not much. I'm just a speck of dust. I, I, I'm going to, you know, I was born. I'm going to die. I'm going to be ground into nothing. There's so many people in the world. I'm nothing to them. I don't mean anything to, to all of these people. I don't mean anything to the world. I'm going to come and go like this, like the second hand on a clock, like I was never here. I'm irrelevant. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I'm insignificant. There's no point. There's no purpose. These kinds of things, they're in direct contradiction to our direct experience, which is, very, as we said, basically infinitely, really infinitely far, far away from any of that. So we might say that that is where that fundamental need for self-esteem comes from. That's the real, real deal with these kinds of emotional needs. And from this basic fundamental need of absolute self-esteem and absolute dignity and absolute control and absolute power and absolute knowledge and absolute bliss and absolute goodness and beatitude and happiness, uh, from that come the, the kind of the contingent self-esteem needs. I need to, to feel good about myself based on how I've grown up, based on my self-image, based on uh, how I, I think I'm supposed to be treated, based on my position in society, blah, blah. And from that, all the further contingent needs, what kind of work I must do, what kind of family I must have, where I have to live, what kind of lifestyle I have to have, what kind of clothing I need to feel good about myself, what kind of car what kind of uh, uh, accessories, you know, hairstyle, anything and everything, then all of that comes in. 
So anyhow, this seems to be kind of pathetic, to be honest. It doesn't seem to dignify. So what is there any kind of alternative? So we would say that the alternative that comes to mind here is that we can grow in understanding and appreciation of the fact that, that, that you really, again, we can't really say we, that you and I really are all of existence and that nobody and nothing can ever take it away from us, that it's not an illusion that, it, that it's real, that it's true, but it seems that the only way that we can really truly feel this way as opposed to just intellectually understanding it is if we make the right choices over a long period of time, we work on overcoming our animality, we work on our understandings, we work on our intellect, and then perhaps more and more we can really truly feel that from our own point of view, I am all of existence. There's nothing that I need to fear. Excuse me, there's no threats. There's no issues. It's all love. It's all good, all that nice stuff. But for it to be real, it doesn't seem to be a quick fix. It doesn't seem to be uh, something too easy to do. But we would say that it's only once we get to that point where we have no self-esteem needs because our self-esteem need fundamentally is being met, that's when we can have what we might call selfless love for others. That's when we can selflessly work toward the highest possible good. Why? Because we don't have any psychological needs. All the psychological needs would then be met by the knowledge of our own unity and cohesion and singularity. That's what we really want. That's why we do what we do. We, we go through all of these, jump through all these hopes in order to once in a while feel a little bit like that. Uh, right? Whether it's after a good meal or after earning some money or after this or that. So if we already feel like that it, because we've earned it, then we don't have any psychological needs. We don't have any self-esteem needs. And then we can really live in, 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 and enjoy the good. So that's a, a perspective there. If we intellectually can kind of see what's going on, we can hopefully start moving uh, emotionally and behaviorally and more, more so intellectually, even more so, I mean, um, toward the, the proper direction. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.